Hey, podcast listener, even if you are alone in your entrepreneurial pursuit, know that today, right now in your earbuds, you are joined by thousands of entrepreneurs all around the globe seeking to do the same thing you are. If you want to know more about this program or this podcast or want to get barraged by a lot of annoying pop-ups, check out our website, lifestylebusinesspodcast.com. Yeah, buddy, it's Thursday. That means it's time for another Lifestyle Business Podcast, where we believe building a business is the ideal way to create more freedom and opportunity for you, your family, and those around you, those around me, my captain, my co-host. Give me big ups. Woo! $1 million. Feels That's good. Right. Today, I'm joined by my co-host, a man who puts the bucks into Starbucks. And if you guys stick around to the end of the episode, we are going to talk about one of the most powerful sales tools in any internet marketer's samurai arsenal. We got a lot of news today. No shouts, no questions, no iTunes reviews today. What? Not feeling good about that. But I'm feeling good about the fact that 1,900 people showed up to the tropicalworkforce.com. I am copied on all the applications, on all the comments that people are making. I am talking to the people who've made listings there. Again, that's a place for location-independent internships and gigs. And also for Dynamite Circle members to put up their services like copywriting or Travis put up his link network there. There's all kinds of amazing services there as well. That's right. Not sure if you can make a living doing your thing from anywhere around the globe. Go ahead and post it up there. See if you can find yourself somebody to work for or if you've got a gig to post. Yeah. I mean, if you want to move to the Philippines or Bali, there's like five different opportunities up there right now. So subscribe to the RSS. Follow us that on Twitter. Get on the mailing list. That's top-notch, man. That's good stuff. Yeah, that's a good way. Uh, what we're going to be talking about today is making money from anywhere in the world. So this is definitely part of that, tropicalworkforce.com. Okay, so we made a million dollars this year, or the company top line made a million dollars. Yeah, today. Well, pretty much today or yesterday. So we've got about 25 days left in the year. Our goal this <laughs> year was to make a million dollars top line revenue. We met it. Me and you didn't meet it. It's everybody in our team, so I'd like to take this time. I want to thank everybody that has worked with us over the past year and that's made this possible. It took every single person on our team to make that goal possible, and so that's that's awesome, man. I think there's a whole podcast in here somewhere about focusing on the kinds of results that you want to achieve and then getting really creative about how your organization can deliver them rather than just kind of inertially waking up in the morning and doing whatever first comes to your mind. So, you know, maybe the 16 months ago when we announced we were going to make a million dollars in a year, generate a million dollars in revenue, it wasn't obvious that that was going to happen. Yeah. Actually, like halfway through the year, we weren't sure if it was going to happen. Right. But it was good. It was a good exercise to kind of set a vision for us and our team. And once we started seeing it come together, I mean, it's pretty amazing. So looking forward to setting an even crazier vision for next year. Speaking of crazy visions and amazing, the Dynamite Circle is hands down my favorite website on the internet. Yeah, buddy. I'm not joking. Like, And I was even talking to a member, Jeff Bacaro, the other day, and he was like, dude, I can tell that this is like, you're totally apeshit about this, this site because I'm in there all day long hanging out, talking to people, learning stuff. It is so much fun. We just reopened the membership for entrepreneurs only, for the legit people that want to join up. Part of the reason that we had it closed was just to like slowly integrate new members because... We don't just want like a million people signing up at once because it's yeah. a community. 
It's like it's like a club. Basically, we shut the doors and we sit down and we figure out like what are we gonna do next. Like we need to kind of slow this train down a little bit, figure out what our next moves are gonna be because it doesn't make sense to just let anybody into this thing. So right. So like last week we had a webinar with Travis Jameson from Supremacy SEO, and we talked about the most advanced SEO stuff I've ever heard in my life. It was awesome. It was actually stuff that we couldn't even publish on the podcast. I mean, it has to be behind closed doors. And that's part of the advantage of having that community. So anyway, if you're a location independent entrepreneur operating at some kind of scale, you want to join up with a group of friends, a group of colleagues, potential partners and clients that are doing the same stuff, Dynamite Circle might be for you. Holiday travel, man. We got a bunch of news in this episode. I'm going to New York City. If anybody's in New York City for the next three weeks, that's halfway through December until early January. New York City for me, Florida Keys for you, right? I'll be in the Florida Keys. I doubt many uh, podcast listeners will be in the Keys, but if you are, I think I'll be on Key Largo. Got a nice little house there, so if you guys want to stop by, swim the channel. (laughs) We'll do some of that. We've also got some exciting travel plans that are kind of coming together here that we're thinking about for February. So we'll let everybody know about that. And hopefully we can meet up. DCer, this is a common thing for people to do. DCer Matt, he posted his travel schedule just today in the DC. He's going to a bunch of different places. That's that's one of the cool things that happens in the DC is guys will say, hey guys, I'm, I'm traveling all these different places yeah. over the next month. You know, let's meet up. And that, and that really happens. Yeah, it happens in the States, a little bit in Europe huge and if anybody's in bangkok anywhere in thailand anywhere in the philippines vietnam bali of course i mean there's dcers everywhere they're like a virus 210 dcers now absolutely fantastic all right ian let's get moving on to the meat and potatoes today we are going to talk about the five most important focus areas that you can get started on to start generating a business that will generate income from anywhere on the globe. Yeah. I got an email question from one of my really good friends from sort of a former life. Yeah. We were friends years ago and for a long time. And he was able to spend his honeymoon here in Bali. And it was awesome. And he's like a really successful corporate professional. Yeah, super bright guy. He's so cool. And I think maybe when I was making this transition back in San Diego, he thought I was a little bit crazy, a little bit. Yeah. And that was like four or five years ago. You were. And then I still am. And then he comes out here and he sees everything that we're doing. When you're swimming laps in the pool and you look up at the house, you go, huh. So what he asked me was, he's like, all right, look, I got a great job. Everything's going well. But what are some things that I could start to think about that I could poise myself for a more location independent future? Right. This is great. Give me a couple steps forward, holding on to the walker, you know, so I can get going in here in this marathon. <laughs> the walker. Okay, let's get started. I'm going to pull up. I don't actually have the blog post pulled up. I posted something like this about Tropical MBA. Let me step back for a moment and say, a lot of people have been asking us, what's the difference between Lifestyle Business Podcast and the Tropical Talk Radio Podcast, which is our new show? Well, we were going to say we do one on the porch and then we do one in the studio, but it turns (laughs) out we're on the porch right now. So I think the big difference here for the Tropical Talk Radio versus the Lifestyle Business Podcast, what we try to do with Lifestyle Business Podcast is give you clear and concise information that's, I'd say, actionable or almost in, um, I guess, pill form maybe. Is that is that the right thing to say? Yeah. Whereas Tropical uh, Talk Radio might be more of a fireside chat, more yeah. of a discussion. Yeah, we'll see. I think that they're kind of fading together. I think that's what a lot of the listeners are saying. At the end of the day, we're curious about your feedback, but it's a volume thing, right? Lifestyle Business Podcast is every Thursday morning. If you want to listen to more podcasts, subscribe to Tropical Talk Radio. Number one. 
be ruthless with your personal finances. There's two blogs I'd like to point the listeners to outside of Dave Ramsey's podcast. Have you listened to Dave Ramsey's podcast? Yeah, it's, many times. It's fantastic. Two blogs. One is Early Retirement Extreme, and one is Mr. Money Mustache, which is your favorite blog. Yeah, and basically what these blogs are all about are basically ruthless frugality and building wealth through frugality. Yeah. Because the fundamental point here is that if you know anything about making money, you know that it's easier to save it than it is to generate it. It's hard as all get out to generate income. A lot easier to save it. Yeah, absolutely. Mr. Money Mustache is one of the blogs that's really come on my radar lately because he, he takes a he takes a real fine tooth kind of comb through situations like buying a car or buying a house or saving up for early retirement. And I really enjoy that kind of thing because he just doesn't go out to the mall on Saturday and Sunday and blow his wad. You know, he's like yeah. very concise about how he spends his money. And that's one of the things that you need to do if you're planning on jumping off and starting a business. You need to plan out your financial steps for You need to define this stuff. I mean, one of the things that was a revolution for me was using a cash-based budget. I mean, I would go to the ATM every two weeks and pull out like a big wad, $100 bills, and I would put them in different envelopes. It's called the envelope system. Yeah. This was a breakthrough for me because you would actually see your money going away throughout the week and you would calibrate. Because the problem, of course, is you make these decisions in the moment when you should be making them for your global concerns. Speaking of financials, I mean, we have so many anecdotes of people in our lives that the last 20 years of their lives have been defined by one purchase or one loan or one investment. Yeah. And what these guys do, these bloggers do, is they help you to define these situations so you have control over them. Go over to Mr. Money Mustache. I recommend uh, taking a look at the, the post. I think it's something about automobiles. basically outlines how a brand new Toyota Camry one up costing you $38,000. It's uh, a $20,000 car. So definitely worth a look at. Let um, me get them all my ranty roans here too. Cut up your credit cards. Do not take loans and do not invest in the stock market. That's the Dan three, after you get your envelope system set up, cut those credit cards up. Never, ever, ever, ever take a loan, ever, for anything. I don't care, unless you got a really good reason that's beyond the scope of what we're talking about right now. And take all your money out of the market. Correct. That $5,000 you got laying around does not need to be put in some stupid oil company that you know nothing about. Correct. When we first started this business, I was living, I wouldn't say above my head, but I was definitely living kind of up to it. I mean, this was before I started to think about all the stuff. I was living in a uh, studio apartment that was something like $850 a month. I mean, Ooh. it was like ridiculous, right? So, but when we started this business, we realized, hey, man, we're going to have some skin in the game here. We got to tone it down a little bit. Yeah. So, moved across town. It only cost like 50 bucks to move across town, right? I rented that U-Haul and I you and that. our buddy helped it. Yeah, yeah. Right, helped awesome. me out. 50 bucks. You didn't pay me, man. Right, right. <laughs> the point is, though, I, I reduced that I reduced that fixed cost, and that's what you got to do here is you got to reduce some of your fixed costs. So yeah. be ruthless with your finances. There's a lot of ways to do it. Like you said, cut up your credit cards, reduce your the fixed business costs. changes everything. You don't need anything that you think you need. What you need is frugality and cash flow, baby. Number two, you need to quit your job. That was my number two area of focus. Quit your job. A lot of people say this. They say, Dan... I have an unfulfilling and boring job. And here's my carpe diem speech. That's not good enough. That is not a good enough way to live. Entrepreneurs are in the business of continual improvement. Entrepreneurs, they look at something and say, I can fix that. 
I can make it better. They look at a product that has crappy marketing and they say, I'll do the same product with better marketing. And the bottom line is, is spending eight hours a day at a desk, plus two hours commute, plus a lot of your expenses revolving around supporting that lifestyle around a job that you don't feel passionate about, quit it. Get out of that situation. If you don't have money in a bank, if you don't have big assets, your biggest and only asset left is how you spend your time. And that's it. I mean, I just think if you want to be an entrepreneur, you have to get used to valuing your time. And the idea that you're going to sit at some job that is unfulfilling and not educating you and not turning you into an entrepreneur, not directly leading you to a path of freelance entrepreneurship or small business entrepreneurship, get the hell out of there. So there's a, there's a problem that I have with this rant that you're going on right now. Okay. And that's what I think, this is the problem that I have. I think most people hearing this will say, well, Dan, I don't hate my job. My job is okay. I make pretty good money and that's like something I can live with. Most people have a very, you know, on a scale of one to 10, you're talking about a 10 here. I hate my job. Most people have a very four to five to six feeling about their job. Being an entrepreneur is a 10, man. That's the thing. There ain't such thing as some seven-ass entrepreneur. Right. And that's the thing. I mean, oh, there's a couple guys that get lucky and stuff, but if you want to change your situation, there's a couple guys that washed up on the entrepreneurial shore. And they're like, oh, I'm here on the entrepreneurial shore in this one. But if you're not there right now and you're in a working class and you got a job, you got to turn it up to 10. you got to hit that throttle. Now, here's the other thing you can do. You can keep the unfulfilling job and hack it. You can right. start, hey, I close my door at the lunch break and I crack open the new spreadsheets or you know, I leverage some of the contacts that I have in my old job for the startup that I'm working about on the side. If you wanna hack that situation, more power to you, I'm into that. I got a buddy that's trying to go location independent and he's actually a, uh, he writes code, right? So potentially it seems like pretty, it seems Hell like yeah. a pretty easy thing for him to do, right? Relatively easy. Okay, so we're having this conversation, you know, he's talking about moving out to San Diego and doing what he wants to do during the day and being location independent. Right. And I said, well, that sounds great, man. You can work from anywhere in the world. I said, why don't you do that tomorrow? He said, well, the problem is nobody at our company is granted that. Nobody can work from wherever they want to work. They all have to come into the office. Mm-hmm. And I said, like, why is that? And he said, well, that's just the way it is. And I said, why don't you march in your office tomorrow <laughs> and say, listen, buddy, I'm done with this. I got two more weeks, or I'm going to take a 75% pay cut, and I'm going to go work from wherever I want. The 75% pay cut is a huge hack, and I've seen that work for a lot of people. 50% is kind of the sweet spot, doing the remote work agreement. Yeah, I think actually I meant to say 25%, retain 75% of your salary. Either way, I think there's deals to be cut, and it's, it's up to you to make those deals. Don't be scared to make those deals. If you're planning on quitting your job anyways, cut some sweet deal with your employer. Number three, get used to saying No. Here's the fundamental point. Time and money are the two things that you're looking to preserve, protect, and focus. If you don't protect these things, other people will spend them for you. It's like money and time are these incredibly liquid things. They're like kittens. You have to herd them and keep them in control because it's just like a business, Ian. If you don't have clear cash goals for your business, Money will just leak away. So the holidays are coming up, Dan. Ooh. And uh, you know what happens around the holidays every year is family members, they start to they start to get that itch. They start to say, when's Dan coming home? Dan, how long are you going to be <laughs> coming home for, right? Okay, so as somebody that's trying to save money, somebody that's trying to start a business, somebody that's trying to own their time, maybe you're talking about a plane ticket across the country for $700 in a week 
out off doing your own project. Maybe you can't come home this Christmas, guys. I don't think we need to focus on like, I mean, you prioritize everything in your life. The better thing would be the more routine expenses. I'll tell you the biggest routine expense is, hey, I'm having an NFL fantasy football beer party on Sunday afternoon. It starts at 4 p.m. You go there at 3 p.m. You have to mow the lawn in the morning because you know you're leaving at the party at 3. And then you get there and you have three beers and then you leave the party at 8.30 at night and then you come home and you've got a couple beers in you so you just relax. Right. And it's like, there goes your Sunday. And that was an incredible, huge expense. And here's the insidious part about that Sunday expense is that next Sunday is coming. It's only seven days away. And that's the one time that you have to hustle if you've got a job. Right. So I think this idea of being, like just saying no. You have to say no to stuff. And there's so many expectations. You said the Christmas thing. There's expectations of what you need to be spending on these things. You go to somebody's wedding and all of a sudden it's like you're in some middle class, working class family, but like there's $300 wedding gifts. It's like, you know what I mean? You, at some point you have to say, I'm gonna live like nobody else so I can live like nobody else. Thank you, Dave Ramsey. You just cannot fall into this routine of, oh yeah, you guys are doing a Tahoe weekend, I'm there. Oh yeah, you're getting married in Mexico, I'm there. Oh yeah, we're doing that. It's like you can't fall into that line because all those people are in debt up to their gills. Not good enough. It's not good enough. Number four, you need to frame up the consequences of your actions in three to four year windows. So here's the deal. Short-term thinking fertilizes failure. Yeah. It's my new little line. A job is fundamentally a short-term compromise because you need to sell your time off in order to meet your cash flow needs. That's why for an entrepreneur, having low expenses is the absolute biggest hack, Right. right? Because then you don't need to compromise to get immediate cash flow. In other words, get a J-O-B. Right. So think about your time in terms of three to five years, three to four years. So quitting your job today doesn't necessarily mean a lot a month from now, but it means a lot three years from now and taking that first step. Well, absolutely. And that's like when everybody says, well, I've got a good job. Well, if you want like absolute personal freedom and you want to travel the world, is having a $100,000 a year job at a prestigious company a good thing? Maybe if you go all Mr. Money Mustache on that ass and you've got a plan, that could work. But if you want to be an entrepreneur and do your own thing, it's not a good plan. So yeah, like you said, three to four months, you look like a dip, dip, you look like a dippy, you look like a dummy. In three to five years, you look like a genius. Same thing with the blogs, right? If you think about starting a blog in three to five months, you're going to look like a dummy. Three to five years, you might have a publishing empire on your hands. Right. Here's the thing about thinking of things in long term. It gives you a little bit of wiggle room. A lot of people think the opposite, like, oh, you think in five-year terms, that's intimidating. But it's actually the opposite. If I say, Ian, you'd be a millionaire in five months, all of a sudden it's like pressure's on. A millionaire in five years, that's something I can work towards. And it frees right. you up to do these kinds of crazier things in the short term. Right. So one of the things we always talk about is we want to have a podcast that's as good as Adam Carolla eventually. Well, give us five years on that. Right. <laughs> All right. No, we're not we're, talking about we're not talking about delaying dreams for five years either. Too. We're talking about actionable steps that you can take that will get you where you want to be in five years. I don't want to make this sound like, well, I don't have to quit my job for five years because I don't have to be an entrepreneur for ten. We're talking about actionable things. Right. It's about understanding that life's a trajectory and that getting on the right path is critical. And so paths, you know, you're thinking out five five years on this stuff. You're not thinking out what's going to happen in 12 weeks kind of thing. All right, number five, and you're doing this right now, consume insane amounts of content and act on it. 
This whole idea that people come and they complain about internet marketing information overload or podcast information overload, I don't know. When's the last time you complained about information overload? Well, sometimes I catch myself spending eight hours like reading online or something like that and then not being able to walk away with something actionable. That's procrastination. That's not information overload. Exactly. Exactly. (laughs) I don't think there is such a thing as information overload as long as it's targeted towards what you want to learn. Right. We're twisting the wires here. Information overload is what people say when they don't have anything to do. Right? It's like if you're building out your business right now, you would never have too much information on how to do that. Right. You'd never have too much market information. And I'm not talking about going and reading like every philosophical treatise on business of all time. I'm talking about getting into the SERPs, getting into the Google SERPs, getting competitive research, calling your competition, getting actionable information that you can use to build your business. There's not, theoretically, there's not too much of it that you can have. You well, need it. To be a contrarian, I do think that there are some instances where you can have information overload, and that's when you're trying to synthesize too many different groups of, like, right. say, data or something like that to pull together something too big. I think sometimes you do need to simplify things. I've found myself taking on projects that are just too large for my brain to handle, and it just wants to explode. And the biggest thing is just letting the hammer drop, man. You have got to start swinging at some shit. You have absolutely have to start taking action. And looking like a dummy and just doing stuff. Don't go to AdSenseFlippers.com and read about how cool their model is or something. Buy an AdSense site and start toying with the damn thing. And if it doesn't work out, sell it. Yeah, I I mean, yeah, yeah, do some stuff. All right, Ian, we've got one bonus point before we get moving on to the the jokes section. And that's nobody is going to give you this stuff. Nobody's going to give you the good stuff. That's the money, that's the power, that's the respect, that's the answers, that's, you know, defining for yourself what you want to do with your life. No blogger, no podcaster, no, not even Derek Sivers is going to tell you what to do. Sometimes that's the hardest thing for people to come to terms with, is that at the end of the day, you have to say, define it for yourself, that this is what I'm going to do. Right. And it's not going to look like the Wall Street movie. And it's the same thing, you know, with anything in life. When you get in a romantic relationship, it's not going to look like what you think it's supposed to look like. At some point, you have to decide, this is what my life is going to be. This is what my relationship is going to be. This is what my business is going to be. You're not going to find it in some book. Right. And you're going to have to have that ultimate. It's this nice personal moment where you say, this is my life. I'm writing the script for it for myself. I'm going to give myself permission to do that. Yeah, and you're going to have to take it out of the universe. It's not going to come up to you. You're going to have to reach out into space, grab it down, and and pull it to you. It's going to have to be yours. That's right. People that have the goods. Donald Trump is not going to call you and say, hey, I would enjoy giving you a location-independent income. (laughs) And this definition is the hardest thing. It's It's the thing that people desire the most. So if you can give other people definition like these life coaches and all these yahoos who do definition for a living, you'll find that people are so passionate about that because people, it's it's essentially like being a leader. It's Mm -hmm. like being your own leader. As an entrepreneur, you have to step up and say, I'm going to be my own Tony Robbins here. I'm not going to go to his meetup this weekend. I have decided that I am going to be that for myself and boom, then you're an entrepreneur. And it's just that simple. Let's get moving on to the quick tips, tricks, and our funny joke section. 
Alrighty, and here's for the quick tip. Last week in the Dynamite Circle, we did this webinar and we bought GoTo webinar software. Oh gosh, $100. It's $100 a month and it's coincided with me listening to an episode of the Smart Passive Income podcast, which Pat Flynn does, great podcast. We'll turn you on to that episode. Basically, there's a guy on that podcast who laid it out so beautifully what his conversion rates are on these webinars based on the product pricing. So it's like if it's a $97 product, he converts 35% of the audience. If it's a $400 product, he converts 15% of the audience. And it's absolutely brilliant how much of a science he's turned this stuff into. And having been on a couple webinars with uh, Sean Ogle and having now done my first webinar, I gotta say the medium is incredibly powerful. 61 dynamite circlers showed up. The level of engagement was incredible. The Q&A section was fun. My gosh, it's a fun way to interact with people to immediately help them solve their problems. And so if you are a content publisher, if you're running a business that in any way involves helping people or developing an audience, get on the webinar like yesterday. Do it for free. We're going to do a lot of free webinars for our audience coming up just because it's fun. It's a great way to hang out with people, you know. We talk about this concept, the silent majority, Ian. Your audience does not present themselves all the time in tweeting and on Facebook and in comments. 90% of the time. 99% 99% of the time, you got to give them another way to show their faces, another way to reach out. Throw a party. Throw a party on a webinar. Let's all get together and talk some business. Let me share some good stuff with you, and then we'll do some Q&A. Yeah. Man, it's so much fun. So I think it's a great tool to reach out to the audience. I also think it's a great sales tool, obviously. If you really wanted to sell the Dynamite Circle, Ian, I'd throw a webinar tomorrow that is focused on the number one problem that Dynamite Circle solves, whether that's entrepreneurial loneliness or jumpstarting your business, figure out what that problem is. We'd put up a webinar and go to webinar. There'd be a landing page, just like an opt-in page for people to register. Right. We'd do an hour-long webinar. We'd do a presentation with the PowerPoint. We'd record the whole thing, Q&A, and boom, opt-in rate would be huge. Instead, we'll just mention it like 10 times in the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to sell stuff yet. I do want to say, if you've got something to sell, this is the way to do it. No question. And... It is tons of fun. Ian and I both love getting on the horn with entrepreneurs and helping everybody out. It's a fun way to interact. All right, Ian, speaking of fun ways to interact, let's go uh, what drink do you say? some water. Yeah, let's go drink some water out on, the, out on the town and have some fun. Yeah, buddy. All right, everybody, thanks for joining us. It's always a pleasure to have you with us on Thursday morning at the LBP. We'll see you next week. Booyah. Hey, everybody, thanks for listening. Don't be shy. We've got a mailing list, lifestylebusinesspodcast.com. Go there, get yourself signed up, and we'll keep you up to date on everything 